0: Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And this evening we are joined by repeated uh return offender, Lady Jennifer. Good evening, Jennifer.
1: Woo! Good evening.
2: Hey. hey. What do <laughs> we owe this honour?
0: She gets dragged back in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, the the honour is it's half term next week, so I don't have to get up. And you know, what else am I gonna do with myself?
0: I would like to point out, she is a teacher. I am not a 40-odd-year-old man married <laughs> to a pupil, just to be clear. Don't know, end up on a list. Um, <laughs> speaking of lists, I hope everyone's got their list. This evening is uh, of what we've been watching. Um, there will be spoilers. There will be swearing, uh, as always there is. Uh, so, as you are the guest, and it's been quite a long time, Lady Jennifer, oh, watch him. I
1: don't want to go first. Oh, all right, then. Um, so, we watched um, Horrors of the Black Museum, not a film mm-hmm. I'd Ooh. heard of before. What, so, with Michael Goff? Yes. yes. Yeah, Michael Goff with exciting hair, kind of, you know, grey side <laughs> bits, and uh, <laughs> I've only ever seen him in Batman, being much older, so, yeah. Yes. I think not knowing anything about it and just going in cold really pleasantly surprised. I thought, why wasn't it one that's been on our list earlier, or you know we've heard of, or I feel like it sort of passed me by somewhat. But I don't know yeah, if uh, I, Adam you've heard of it particularly, or
3: I, I rem- as far as I can remember because it's it's more of a murder mystery, isn't it? It's like a crime mystery yeah. rather than
1: it's definitely horror, though. Um, yeah. Oh no! It's absolutely,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's horror. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, the horrors of the Black Museum. If you call it anything else, it's like.
2: <laughs> well, what, what, what is it that makes it horror then? If it is predominantly a thriller. Well, the
1: what
3: way it, why it's
2: Why it's yeah.
1: Yeah, and the way it's sort of set up, he has a museum of you know horrific killing implements. So mm. and it's quite... There's a sort of element of hypnotism, kind of mm. drugging someone to do his bidding. So it's all a little bit, you know.
3: Oh, okay. It's a thing. bit heightened, yeah. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, there's a lot
1: going and, on. Yeah, but,
3: and black music, the because um, that's what Scotland Yard have mm. the Black Museum, which is where they keep all their stuff from famous crimes and things like that. So, like that's where really, name, yeah, and that's where the name comes from. I went to an exhibition of it at the London Museum years ago. Oh, nice! Mm. But they, yeah, they had uh, a whole thing. I mean, that was uh, me and. Sarah, my sister, um, mm. who are Siamese true crime buffs, <laughs> you know, joined at the head. And we were sort of, yeah, we just went around and was like, oh, my God, it's, it's, John, it's John Hague's apron. it's it's, it's christy strangling chair and i know you shouldn't be in the same way that you'd go around but it's these things you've read about and think you know much in the same way as you go around and go oh that's the costume that someone wore in that scene or something Mm. like that um but um but yeah no the uh, the the film is it's that same sort of i suppose thriller thing Mm. you know where it's like it doesn't it doesn't have a supernatural side to it but no. it definitely is more macabre and stuff than a you know i don't know the way seven is yeah exactly mm,
0: yeah. yeah yeah i think the only thing i knew about it was the the binoculars obviously it's one of those pictures that gets used on the clip shows so frequently no
1: i was not expecting that and it
0: was on in the I first not- two <laughs> minutes of the film she has
1: got a lovely bro- oh oh <laughs> see where this is going it was yeah it was quite horrific um, but the most mm. horrific thing was not the pointy binoculars; it was the pointy just... bras that they wear or wore back then in the fifties. Um, mm. It's horrendous. I think they are torture implements. But uh, yeah, yeah,
0: they were
1: pretty
2: creepy. Yeah, we we <laughs> can't fully really appreciate this, but
1: no, yeah. <laughs> only <You> could I <laughs> stop getting one. I'm sure. <laughs> what I'm <talking> <laughs> Give it a go, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was good fun. We saw the uh, the the precursor to Tetris, didn't we? Yes, mm. there's this big weird machine, um, just along one entire wall. No idea what it did, but on the screen it kept flashing up shapes, but like Tetris shapes. No apparent yes. reason. I say there was no explanation of what they it never, did.
0: He just said, "Now I've got my amazing new supercomputer. The museum will he said be computer, even better." I but he... Said <laughs> yeah, he, did, he yeah.
1: didn't even say what it was. Just a machine that did something, but the shapes were Tetris, so that's where they got mm. it from. Clearly.
3: I suppose back then just computer was a word you invoked. Yeah. yeah. It was like, well, obviously, it, clearly, obviously that will enhance whatever evil scheme I'm doing. He's got it's, a computer. Has yeah. Almost oh, supernatural
2: God. itself, yeah.
3: <laughs> I still use that at work. I do have to say to him sometimes, it's like, look, tell me it's a magic box where I put something yeah. in it and yeah. the email goes somewhere else. <laughs> you don't, telling me is going to make less so, sense. Mm. You know, just just explain it to me in sort of, fabulistic terms and i'll be fine nice
0: excellent right so uh adam what have you been watching um well the first one i'm gonna kick off with
3: is uh me and claire spent most of three months watching uh uh, an old series called thriller uh Mm. from
2: 1973
3: ran from 1973 till 1976 on and was shown on itv Um, It was an anthology series created by Brian Clements, who basically is the man who made the Avengers what the Avengers became. And he wrote uh, Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde and Captain Kronos and lots of bits and pieces. He created the professionals and stuff like that. And Thriller is a series of TV movies that were made sort of on the premise that they would be shown on American TV as movies as well. Mm. So you'd get a majority English cast and then one token American actor in a lead role. Uh. And yeah, but there are, it's a pretty consistent series. Certainly the first sort of like the first four series are pretty solid all the way through, which is very rare on a, mm anthology series but definitely um and it was uh obviously it was made over here, as i say, it was made over here with like a sort of token american casting but you've got mm-hmm. people in there like robert powell and julian glover ingrid pitt anthony valentine denham elliott dennis walkman jeremy brett uh <laughs> brian blessed who appears on the menu screen mm-hmm. and claire was desperate for brian to be in it and uh, spoiler alert! He turned up in the penultimate episode oh, well, of Series Six, but he's been on that menu screen since Disc One. Mm. And we've been ca- we've been counting through everyone else, right? We've seen Peter Vaughn, We've definitely <laughs> seen Delam Elliott, We've yeah. se- we've we've seen um,
2: you know. You should have got
1: bingo or whatever, bingo. <laughs> and then you could have played Bingo and whoever got there first.
2: Oh, we sh- we should. I mean, you, you know, you're not going to miss him if he's if he's got a part <laughs> to play.
3: Yep. Oh, actually, on a side note, I've also been watching Space 1999. He's turned up twice in it. And the first time round, he was very subdued. And then the second time round, I think he was making up for the fact that he was very subdued in the first (laughs) one. Fucking batshit the second time round, he turns up. First time round, you're like, oh, yeah, Brian's a really good actor. The second time Mm. round, it's, Brian! (laughs) And um, certainly the only man who you feel, yes, he probably could shout for someone in a snowstorm. But that's by the mm. Um, But there is a bit like a sort of Tales of the Unexpected. You get like a sort of mm. murder, uh, like a, a sort of crime or murder plot or something like that. But a lot of them are puzzles that you have to unravel and some of them are, you do get some that touch into the supernatural and horror and stuff like that. Um, there's some episodes that I definitely recommend. There's one called Someone at the Top of the Stairs, which is someone, uh, which is in the first series, and it's someone, uh, this couple of girls go and stay at this uh, house that's been converted into flats, and everyone there is really weird, and it gets weirder and weirder, and there's possibly someone at the top of the stairs that might suddenly appear, and it, it, it that almost feels like Sapphire and Steel. It's very, It has that same sort of woozy sort mm-hmm. of Horror, sort of haunting thing to it.
2: Um,
3: There's also one called Nurse Will Make It Better, which is, um, which stars the fucking, uh, get this, Diana Dawes and Patrick Troughton.
2: Wow. And
3: Diana Diana Dawes basically plays a, uh, she's a nurse who's hired to look after this um, paraplegic girl who's like, I think she she falls off a horse or she's in a car crash and is paralysed and she comes in mm-hmm. as the new nurse and slowly but insidiously you realise there's a lot more to her and mm-hmm. there's a lot more sort of going on and yeah she has powers and she has influence and she's malign okay. and she does it so fucking well and then Patrick <laughs> Troughton turns up very much like a sort of early, like it's like his character from the Omen did this on his way to tackle Damien. (laughs) That that same sort of character. Um, But yeah, they're the very sort of like supernatural ones, but there's also, there's really good just mysteries where you'll be like, there's, um, there's one called where the action is where this guy somehow gets trapped in the house of the world's biggest gambler who basically imprisons him because he just wants to play him at poker because he always wins is the thing. Mm. And it's like just, and that gets dark as fuck as that goes on. Um, and there's another one called the crazy kill um, where Anthony Valentine and another guy have bro- have broken out of prison. So they break into this guy's house and it's Den- Denim Elliot and his wife. And, slowly but surely first of all they have to pose uh, Anthony Valentine has to pose as his butler when the police come round and then it oh no when a journalist comes around and then it gets weirder and you realize that actually Anthony Valentine's not the only person with something to hide mm. and it's yeah they seriously as a series there's a lot more there's a lot more hit than miss and mm. Uh, unfortunately they're long gone now obviously but the network DVD which is the version I've got as a bonus includes in America they would bung in about 15 minutes extra so it would run for two hours on their showing because they'd put more adverts in and stuff like that and these were basically little precursor bits that they filmed that were meant to stick in like sort of be a prologue to the film and they're all fucking no it's brilliant because they're all fucking so wrong.
1: Because <laughs>
3: you know you've you've got a, you've got like a thriller that's set in North London, and then like they just film a guy's feet clearly in New York, <laughs> walking around clearly not English streets as the murderer <laughs> because there's close-ups of his trainers in the actual program,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and <laughs> and they are ridiculously sensationalist. <laughs> it's mm. it, 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 just magical to watch those because you just you watch it and it'll be something like oh that one's yeah it's just set in a library with john le messier is this creepy old man and then by the time it's on there you've got like fucking death wish by mm. the time that it's <laughs> like the american intro has been added in but yeah so network put them at the end of the thing which was like a nice thing of mm. it was almost like having an ad break between episodes that you could sort of watch oh this is what they this is the mad shit that they bunged in here that doesn't fit. Well done. Nice. <laughs> Not as good as rolled out though at the start of
1: Tales of the Unexpected. I mean,
3: he said some really brilliant shit on that. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It, it lacks a narrator mm. in that sense. It doesn't have a presenter or anything else like that. But the stories, like I say, they're pretty prin- consistently good. And even the ones that are, you know, it's the stuff that isn't supernatural. There's enough stuff where you're just like. I just need to know how this, what is the puzzle of this? Mm. You know, there's, there's, what was the, there was another one called Neko of Teresa, which is just, yeah. Track that one down. Cause that is, cause you're like, but what, how is this happening? And the, the final explanation, whether you go with it or not, it's like, <laughs> that's fucking clever. I have not mm. seen that in any other thing. And this oh, is yeah. from, like, 1973, so I'm surprised it hasn't been ripped off a lot. That's it's pretty impressive. <laughs>
0: yeah. Definitely but, like yeah, so Thriller time,
3: would be the one, I would say, yeah, mm-hmm. that's been a lot of
2: our watching. So
0: Excellent. Fantastic. Chris, what have you managed to squeeze into your watching agenda?
2: So so I have watched Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which <laughs> in my head was still, I don't know, it just been released on, I think it was Channel 4. It was on one of the streaming TV channels that I watched it on, and but I think it was like twenty twenty two now that it actually came it out. Was, mate, it was whenever the, the
3: king, it was whenever the Queen died because they fucking took it off air for like the final two episodes off air. I mean, that
2: still seems like it should have been last month, as far as which was concerned. Oh, so yeah, well, who knows whatever's happened in the past year or <laughs> nearly two. But yeah, so so and I. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I, d- I can't remember if we talked about it when it was released. I don't know if either of you or Jennifer you've watched it. I we talked. I've watched. I've watched some of it. Yeah. Of okay. The, um, of the like
3: oh, cha- oh, okay. the actual Channel Four one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So so it was interesting at first. I didn't get into it as quickly. I suppose because it had changed to twenty plus minutes per episode, it sort of felt a bit. Um, it's just a bit of a change where you're expecting it just mm. to be sort of quick and explain, uh, you know, the theme and then get to the end. But but after a little while, I really did start to get into it. And then what was funny, I actually went back and just watched the first episode of the web series. And it's like, oh, that's that kind of now, it's now more uncanny. that It looks like a wrong version of that. <laughs> when that looks like a wrong version of all your kids' programmes. It's like, no, I've got used to that now. So that's almost looking normal. Now this looks really weird to see the the originals. But yeah, so like so I really enjoyed it. I, I do love the, the themes that they cover. Like we've got jobs, death, family, friendship, transport, and then the final one, electricity, which is certainly more than just electricity. But it's interesting. There's definitely some character development throughout. And I, I started to quite like Yellow Guy. And in this one things kind of step up a bit he even goes upstairs in the house and there's there's a there's a sort of hint there's something because you I mean they've clearly got loads of references throughout all of the episodes that if you're so inclined you know there's probably quite a lot you could think about and try and mm. see what they're getting at at deeper levels than than the obvious and how so I think there is there is an extra layer of story which whether they do continue to go into it or not I, I don't know I haven't seen if there's any plans but but yeah it's uh I, I definitely did enjoy it um interesting my son caught a few bits and found it very funny and it's like no I have to press stop because it is about <laughs> to turn very bad yeah. and he's like well, what would it, how, how can it be like look it's, it's silly it's funny but there's like if in the, the bits and parts that's in the first episode on Jobs, and it's like, oh yeah, you're making bits and parts, and of course, he found it very funny this idea that you've got this generic factory, and they just make these weird bits yeah. and parts, and then then they make the weird one, and then it gets sort of squashed in the machine. It's like it still is, you know, it is a bit horrible still. But yeah, so um, so I, I did really enjoy it, um, and I would quite like it if they made more.
3: Yeah, I remember the Jobs one. Um, I don't yeah, think yeah. That's so the I, first episode. I can't, remember, I can't remember how many, how many further I watched. It wasn't actually through lack of interest. I think it was just genuinely just
2: didn't, yeah, forgot they were, you know, just forgot about yeah. it and yeah, didn't. Well, I mean, I guess it, I guess it didn't have, it didn't have a huge announcement, but no. it clearly has got, has got, you know, some people really do like it. Um, from some of the comments I saw online, so yeah, it's got a bit of a following.
3: Yeah, I think I do need to go back and uh finish it
2: up certainly yeah i, I think it was yeah and no, i i definitely enjoyed it i think it's worth the watch oh cool.
0: excellent
2: nice that go? List.
0: um so i've watched two films uh both in exactly the same vein and both came out in the same year which is how i actually the film i'm going to cover now uh, i watched by accident because i thought it was the one that i'm going to mention later um but as it features both uh, Patrick Troughton and Dennis Waterman, who you've just mentioned, I watched Scars of Dracula during the week. Ah, I thought it must be, yeah. Um, yeah, what a funny little film that is. I, I I really enjoy it. It's just, it's such a strange cast. I don't know why. Um, mm. Obviously, a lot of the sort of Hammer films carry the... So Michael Ripper's in it and people who you'd expect, and obviously Christopher Lee as Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just a very strange little story. But it works really well, and I really enjoy it. Um, Patrick Trouton always, I always find it weird when he's in the horror stuff because, in my mind, I always remember him from being in the Box of Delights, which I'm the slightly yeah. fan of and watch every Christmas without fail. Um, yeah, so I remember him as this kindly old gentleman. So whenever you see him, like in this, where he plays Clove, who's, who's basically Dracula's familiar... And just mm. you know chops bodies up for him, or it just seems <laughs> odd. I just can't. But yeah. to be fair, I mean he looks sinister as fuck, so he definitely works. But it's... <laughs> that's that's the weird thing.
3: Patrick Trout naturally does look like a villain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
3: the fact that to me, to me he's the doctor. To you, he's the guy from Box of Delights. You know these sort of like helpful hip, heroic sort of, but no. But actually he his
2: true design- calling is.
3: Yeah. yeah, he is designed to skulk <laughs> around laboratories. Yeah. That's, you know, he's, that's him, yeah.
0: Um, and I would really like, I really like Dennis Walkman in it. I mean,
1: mm.
0: he, it's, you know, often that when they pick somebody out of British TV and put them in a, a, you know, a big movie like this, it doesn't always carry over so well, which is a completely different style. Um, but I don't know if it's just because it's so British, being a Hammer film. Um, yeah. yeah. Dennis Waterman just just works really well in it, but it's just it's a really strange story. I don't know why there's something about yes. it. It just seems very short. Like the film doesn't feel short, but the story is just his brother turns up, he goes missing. Him and his girlfriend go looking for the brother, and and that's basically all that happens. Mm. they kill Dracula, unsurprisingly, because it's. Hammerford. um but yeah it's really good it's really enjoyable i love all the sets and the um it's got a lot of those backlot sets that they use still mm. um yeah and it's great really good fun so uh, the
3: the hammer dracula series weirdly apart from like the 70s ones mm. because they kind of go a bit balls out to make it a big deal um but the, the, the rest of them after the first one, they're very sort of, they feel like there was a Dracula TV series. Yes. You know, like you say, they're not big plots. They're not like I have just rise as a world plots. They are very sort of just a story that occurs around Dracula in that
2: mm-hmm.
3: moment, almost. Yeah. It's not about the bigger sort of story. It's just, it's quite sort of not mundane mundane's the wrong word when you're dealing with fucking I know, the but undead and the Type
0: but... of situations that yeah. they sort of but yeah, I mean, as I say, the fact that they knocked this and the other film I'm about to talk out talk about later on out uh, in the same year. Yeah, I suppose that's the thing. So they didn't go mm. too much in the plot. They were just like, People are gonna turn up, let's just <laughs> have somebody else with a two minute backstory stumbling on Dracula's castle and then it all kicks mm. off. And they work. I don't know how they manage it, but they just make it work. Well, speak,
3: speaking of Dennis Walkman, that's another episode I'd recommend from Thriller. Is there's one called The Eyes Have It. And it's Dennis Walkman and um, oh, uh, Sinead Cusack. Uh, but basically, it's set in a school for the blind. Mm. And these uh, terrorists turn up. They're going to use it as a point for an assassination. And it's Peter Vaughan mm. who's one of the terrorists. Oh, and it's one of those things where it's just done so again so brilliantly uh, like you know but anyway that's besides the point but yeah that that's another one of the recommends is definitely yeah because it was just you saying dennis walkman i was like oh shit, yeah that's a really looking <laughs> good one so excellent yeah jennifer is
0: googling at the moment trying to find a copy of that box set right now i'm trying <laughs> to find it for a reasonable price so, next mm. film, Jennifer.
1: Yes. Uh, next film, uh, we went back and re-watched uh, Lot 249 uh, from the Ghost Stories for Christmas. Oh, yes. Once, obviously, when it was actually aired on Christmas Eve and it had been a long day. Yeah, it had been and a long day. Probably, I think watching it this time, I probably did fall asleep just before the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I don't remember that bit. Um, and so, it was good to watch it whilst wide awake. And, yeah, I mean, it, obviously very biased because anything that uh, Margators does, obviously, love. But, yeah, really well done. Managed to sort of weave the eeriness into it. But also I thought, like, of its time, you know, it really set that up, didn't it, with the way they're, you know, they would be behaving at that time and, you know, playing cricket and all these different things. And, yeah, and no, I thought it was great. Really good. Mm.
3: Yeah, because it's based because it was based. Obviously, it's a Conan Doyle story, mm-hmm. and I'll—I'll I'll be honest. I wasn't too sure about them bunging Sherlock Holmes in. A bit sneaky,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, a bit in, like just a sneaky yeah. is
3: it—is it Sherlock Holmes, and then getting him to say no? Ghosts need a ply, and it's like right, okay, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, I but <laughs> but, um, but it's my favourite mummy story. Mm. um because because it's the you know the ladybird books of horror they have i I was gonna
1: find mine earlier just so i could wave it at you because i love that obsessive it over and over again it was great and it
3: was just so it's always stuck with me that that's Mm, like that in my head that's that's the mummy if someone says (laughs) the mummy it's not imhotep it's not the sort of you know lost loves or anything else like that it's it's
1: Burning yeah. leaves and Bur-
3: burning and leaves burning. in a uh, yeah. student um, in a student flat, and yeah, that's what it is to me. So
0: <laughs> Yes, you say about Sherlock Holmes though. I quite liked it, but mainly because I thought John Heffernan, who played him in this, um, he's got the look like he's he a has. Play he of really George has. Holmes. So I, I was that... sold just on that. Because mm. I was
3: because I think that was the thing is I think I twigged it that early that I was like. He could play Sherlock Holmes. Ah, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I see what you've done there. Um, <laughs> also, apparently, and I don't know if this is this is a worry in a way. Is apparently they were doing a documentary about uh, Sherlock Holmes at the time ta- uh, around Christmas, um, and that they got it made on the back of that. But apparently, initially, they weren't going to ask for a ghost story for Christmas. <gasps> And Mark Gates, right. I've read an interview with him somewhere where he was just saying, you know, um, don't know if there'll be any more because what? we sort of piggybacked this what? on the fact they were doing a Conan Doyle related thing on BBC4. He's or clever whatever enough.
1: He could piggyback mm. one each year, I reckon,
3: surely. <laughs> yeah, they mu- I think they must be able to, yeah. you know.
0: I mean, they're just so, they're still so, so I love the day. It's it a look forward ones. to, isn't it it? Christmas Eve. It's there's the not ho-
1: much else when you're an adult. Yeah. Not much to look forward to the next day, really. I mean, oh, mate. Lovely. I t- well, I- <laughs> Sorry, Dave, if you're listening. Lovely day. Girls <laughs> and traces. <laughs> <laughs> but Christmas I mean, it's not a- the same excitement, is
0: it? <laughs> the TV, it's the highlight of the TV schedule <laughs> for the last five yeah, years. Yeah,
3: and, and last, last Christmas was a bloody washout in terms of telly. I don't yeah. think there was. I don't think there was anything on. Like, usually you get a few bits and pieces. Mm. Again, I was slightly disappointed there wasn't uh, Christmas inside number nine. Mm. (laughs) But in fairness, if you've got, I think they're doing series nine, which I think is going to be the last series.
1: That's what they've said, isn't it? So maybe
3: they didn't want to, like, do we want to have to come up with a Christmas-related one?
1: Just to or can
3: we write six? Do you know what I mean? You don't want to necessarily
1: yeah. lob it
3: in there and only have five episodes left to do in the series or something.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, the cast as well, wasn't it? it? Was just, like Freddie Fox was just sinister oh, just, as you like, not, isn't he? He's got he's, that look about him, hasn't he? Just, yeah. Yeah, just, just yeah. <laughs> and obviously Kit Harrington it's the only thing I've seen him in other than obviously being Jon Snow. And it's such a completely different character.
3: Um taking act. He can act. He was actually, yeah, no, he what well, I was sort of because you expect it to just be Jon Snow.
0: Yeah, so, yeah.
3: <laughs> but the um the guy who played the mummy, James Swanton, hmm. um, he was when I saw the live quake thing they did back in September with Mark Gatis, he played Karoon, like the astronaut, and obviously oh. it's not a particularly vocal part, yeah. but he actually just did like mime against light to do transformations and stuff like that of the show and it was really fucking good and yeah and i can see the physicality of him why he was in as the mummy yeah. um but apparently he is um obsessed with conrad Veidt from um ah. cabinet doctor calgary
0: and uh, and others um <laughs> so yeah You could see it, you really could. His performance Mm. in this is the mummy. It was, I mean, the look of the mummy was just, oh, it was, oh, yeah. No, they did it, they did it very well. Excellent. Right. Adam. Oh, yeah.
3: Yes. Um, Well, I think I'll just give it a. This is, uh, this was one of my, um, this was a, a Christmas present from. Uh, my beautiful my beautiful wife um mm. but on the Conrad Vi uh, tip uh watched waxworks the silent anthology and mm. very fucking good very fucking good. Um, but also on a brief note we also watched Wellington Paranormal series 4 which we hadn't seen before which is like the the last one that they made um and now, there is a Wellington Paranormal podcast. And oh. it's Mike Minogue and Karen O'Leary who play officers Minogue and O'Leary. And just listening to them's fucking magic because they're <laughs> just such good mates and everything else like that. It's like getting extra time with Minogue and O'Leary anyway. Nice. But it's also really fascinating to hear like the background of how the show works and stuff like that. They've just had Jermaine Clement on for an interview. Um, so, obviously, yeah, and like um, Sergeant Mark has been on there and Park, Officer Parker have been, you know, they've interviewed uh, lots of people with regard to it. And it's just a really good podcast. And I'm hoping that if we all listen to it, they might make series five. Right.
1: We'll get on mm. there then, quick. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
3: So you have your you have your instructions.
0: Got our homework to do. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I think we watched the first series and we did. And then yeah. I, I don't think I think I, I didn't hear about the others coming out, so we never. Is
1: it what? Oh, the,
0: seriously, the seriously. On
1: Amazon, in which case.
3: To be to be honest, <laughs>
1: mm.
3: get them watch them, and we talk about it on the show. We do an episode on Welling I mean, Paranormal because yeah, mm. you know it's it's so in our fucking wheelhouse. Mm.
1: Cool.
0: Excellent. Right.
2: That sounds fantastic. Definitely have to do that. Uh Chris. What have you so been- I went I went for It Follows. Now Ooh. superficially I didn't watch this a few times when I nearly did. Because it's called It Follows, and in my head I'm like, I could watch this, I could just watch it just because it's know, name, You know, it's like...
1: Follows. Mm. Is there a film called Follows? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, possibly. Or was it just but... you
3: being lazy when you were typing it in? You got started <laughs> yeah, No, I'm it's done. done.
2: <laughs> look at that. <laughs> but, but I decided, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. I've heard, I have heard positive things about it. I, I want to see what's better. I, I think I did hear, you know, the rough premise, and I was like, mm, I can't exactly imagine how I could really want to watch a film about that for the whole length of the time. However, as as I got past the, the initial premise and it got deeper and deeper, I realised actually it does have extra layers of interest and sort of ph- philosophical ideas of children entering adulthood and realising that one day they will expire and it's impossible to avoid that and tied up with the whole uh, you know idea of sex and how, what that can mean to different people at different ages and you know what experiences you have it's like okay you know, actually they've they've done something pretty good with the plot line and then also what really sold it to me amazing music by um, Rich Vreeland also known as Disaster Piece yes. and the whole the whole aesthetic of it was was kind of nostalgic like it did seem um i don't i don't exactly know when it was set but it seemed both old and new in some of the decisions they'd made Mm. um yeah and so overall it it really worked well um yeah i I think i'd quite happily watch it again knowing now a bit more about it Um, i've
3: still got to bloody see it Uh, well that would be
2: interesting it's a yeah, I've got the soundtrack,
3: and I love. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that and is, it's is amazing. Yeah. It's like just, but again, getting round to it, it's. I'm sure I, I'm sure I have plused it uh, yeah.
2: from from it's, one it's...
3: of the from one of the cable channels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um,
2: but the disaster piece, yeah, like the music is it just really is, yeah, because I mean it. Call, it calls back <laughs> to to some classics, um, such as John Carpenter, mm-hmm. and and others, but. I think he has added his own elements that really yeah, yeah add something extra. So no, I, I was I was impressed. It it turned out a lot better than I, I expected from the start. I feel
1: like the name is a little bit boring, isn't it? It follows. Yeah, yeah. It you, does it? So
0: yeah, mm. I think it did a bit when the public domain as well, which is why I was a bit oh, any horror film that generally gets picked up by people who aren't generally horror films, horror fans. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, well,
2: I I can brain. see. Yeah, I can see why, because it, it appears to be something that is um more easily accessible. I think it, it does appear to be a simplistic plot idea, but yeah, I would say there is there is a lot more going on in it than and, and it just played out really well. Yeah. Just the tension was built perfectly. Um and even the fact there were not really many adults, they're all youths. Uh, um, I don't exactly know what their ages are, but yeah, it's like and then they did. It was a really good cast. So I was I was impressed.
3: Yeah, I've always—I mean, I've always heard good things about it, but again, it's just it's yeah,
2: just, yeah. There's always something else. There's, there's
3: always there's always something else. I mean, you know, I'm trying. If I started catching up chronologically, we are fucking
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I mean, I'd, yeah, but I'd have to go back further than that. That would be. Mm. <laughs> I haven't watched everything from the
0: silent era yet. Cheers. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Well, keeping us in the 70s, so my other film that I watched, which was the one I wanted to watch when I watched Scars, um, <laughs> my second favourite Hammer film of all time, uh, Taste of Blood of Dracula, I've rewatched. Yes. Yes. Um, my God, that's a good film. Um, uh, Jeffrey Keane, again, turned up in Horrors of the Black Museum. Um, oh, yes. And it was funny because the whole time I was watching it, I'd only watched Taste of Blood of Dracula about three days before, but because he's so much younger in... Black Museum. I kept going. I've seen him in something as mm-hmm. a miserable old shit. Really recently. <laughs> it me from... um, but yeah, obviously Peter Sallis is in it as well, talking about taking yeah. people out of British TV who are totally random. Um, Anthony Higgins is fantastic, who I've only also seen in Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh uh, yes, yeah. Young Sherlock. Young Sherlock Holmes. Um, but yeah. Oh, and, and Linda Hayden as well. So. Um, who's yes. from um a uh, Blood, and Blood on Satan. Oh. Um yeah, and it's really nice and it, it does feel like it's got a much bigger story, this one, as we were saying, as opposed mm-hmm. to the stars.
1: Um
0: there's so much going on and oh, it's just it's bloody brilliant and it looks gorgeous and it sounds great and it just ticks all the boxes for me. I just absolutely love it.
3: And it's it's interesting because it's kind of like you see that there's another option they could have gone. Where you've got Dracula as a false, and Dracula is not diminished in it, Dracula is still evil, hmm. but you've got Dracula as an indirect force for good because of these fucking appalling people that he's decided mm. to ruin their fucking, like tear their world yeah. apart. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and
3: yeah, you're sort good. of like, yeah, that that feels,
0: <laughs> you know, that that sort of feels it's like justice, you know. So yeah, mm. yeah it does. Fantastic! Anyone who hasn't seen it, honestly, go and watch it. It's it's my favourite of the Dracula films, without doubt.
1: It's
3: possibly mine, uh, certainly of the traditional ones. AD seventy two is probably my ultimate favourite, but I like of the actual of life. the ones that you could show someone and say this is a Dracula film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So let's wrap things up. Um, thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. We will be back in a fortnight's time um adam what are we doing because i haven't fucking written it down i don't know um <laughs> we'll, we'll put it, it up on social and let you know right yeah.
2: jennifer you're up. in charge from now on
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll put a little addendum on um yeah sorry we should <laughs> dis- discuss that before we started recording i think i fucking did this last time as well i'm so shit <laughs> but at least adam picked the ball up last time right <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> i gonna
1: <laughs> if you need a ball, got ready, it's Adam.
0: He's the one. <laughs> right. Thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Uh take care of yourselves. Go and watch all the things we've recommended. Go and listen to the Not For Everyone podcast, and we'll see you in a fortnight. Good night.
2: Good night.
0: <clears throat> Good night night. Woo.